Shall we pray, please? Father, we are grateful for tonight. Thank you for this opportunity. I pray that your presence that is already here with us will continue with us. And at the end of it, Lord, may it be what you expect that has been said. I thank you for your presence. Have mercy on me. May I just be a vessel in your hands. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Please take your seat. Amen. Please help me with some volume, a little volume. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to first thank Apostle Chumberma and his wife. Thank you so much for receiving us from when we came several months ago. Hallelujah. Amen. And also for hosting us and for feeding us. May the Lord bless you so much. Hallelujah. Amen. I also want to thank the executive of the local council of churches and also the GPCC. Thank you so much for opening your doors and receiving us. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to be with you. And I also want to bring you greetings from Bishop Dakiwood Mills. Uh, Hallelujah. I believe last year he was hoping to be here, but it didn't uh, work out. And I believe God that one day we will have another opportunity. But in the meantime, he has not left you on your own. And that is why we are here tonight. Hallelujah. He is currently preaching in uh, Congo Brazzaville and having a crusade there and pastors meeting and he's aware that we are also here uh, hallelujah I believe that the Lord has great things for us in these three days but it depends on us the Lord is always ready but it is how we will open our heart and our spirit to him that is what will determine how much we go away with my prayer is that you will be ready to have three spiritual days hallelujah Amen. because we are living in a time when it is so clear that the imminent arrival of Jesus is at hand. And that is why we have come and we are just seeking to share some words with you. Because the time is short. The time is short. Please tell your neighbor the time is short. Tell your neighbor Jesus is coming soon. Maybe we'll go and sleep tonight and when we wake up tomorrow he has already come. Hey! Are you with me today? 
and there are a lot of interesting and strange happenings. Things that should make us ready to meet our maker. I want you to ask your neighbor, I know you are a Christian, but are you ready? I'm not asking you if you are born again. I'm asking you whether when Jesus comes or when you meet him, are you ready for his marking scheme? Hey. Are you ready for the marking scheme? <laughs> well, as we go along, we will check it out and know. <laughs> Let us go straight into the scriptures. Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. I'm reading from verse 18 to 20. Jesus came and spoke to them. Saying, All power is given unto me in heaven. Is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things what, to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. Even unto the end of the world. Hallelujah. Amen. These were the last words of Jesus. Or should I say last but one? <laughs> because Acts 1.8 is probably the last. Because it was in Acts 1 that he said, you know, stay, the power will come and you will be my witnesses. So let's say this is last but one. But last but one and the last one, they were saying the same thing. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Wow. Wow. And the question is, have we done it? Hey. That's why I was asking if we are ready. <laughs> are we ready to go to heaven? And he will ask us, where are your souls from Jerusalem, where you are? Then he will ask, Judea. Judea is a place that is close to your place. You speak the same language. Where are your souls from there? And then he'll ask you, Samaria. That's another place. The, the language is different. Where are your souls from there? <laughs> And then the rest of the world. And he'll ask you, where are your souls from there too? Hey, 
I thought you said you were ready to meet Jesus. I think we should tell our neighbor, Pocho, that's why we are here for these three days. Hallelujah. Amen. To stir ourselves up so that if you have done Jerusalem but you have not done Judea after these three days you go and do Judea <laughs> and if you have done Jerusalem and Judea after these three days you go and do Samaria and if you have done Samaria you will now start to think how can I reach the rest of the world hallelujah amen amen because Jesus meant what he, what he was saying he was actually saying it. amen amen and over time we have done some and we have left some. Mm. Is it true or is not? Mm-mm. We have done some, but we have left some. Many of our churches, when pastor says, I'm going to do a crusade over there, we say, Oh, we'll go. And the ashes will also go. We'll see you in church on Sunday, Pastor. <laughs> is it true or is not true? Hey. Hey. But tonight, I came to share a message with you. Because Jesus was not only talking to the pastor. Jesus was not only talking to the pastor. He was not only talking to the singers. He was not only talking to the ashes. He was talking to every single one of us. Hey, tell your neighbor. And so let us go into the book of John. Chapter 15. Let us start our story from there. And then we will come back. And look at some other scriptures. In John chapter 15. The Lord Jesus was speaking. He said I am the true vine. My father is the husband man. Then he began some very serious teaching. Let's look at verse 2. He said, Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it that it will bear more fruit. Hello? Hello? Jesus said, I am the vine. Then he said, We are the branches. Please, I want you to tell anybody, but we are inside. We are inside. He didn't say just the leaders. If you are a child of God, if you are part of Him, then we are inside the scripture. And He said, Every branch that does not bear fruit, 
he takes it away hello please ask your neighbor are you inside or not then you can ask your neighbor please where is your fruit where is your fruit in order for us to look at our fruit maybe we have to understand what is the fruit because we can do a lot of things many of us are very busy many of us are very busy but as to whether we are bearing fruit or not that's the one we have to go inside and watch it what is our fruit what is our fruit please if we plant the seed of a mango what fruit will we get what fruit will we get we will get mango if we plant a, a, a seed of tomato what seed will we get Okay. If we plant, if an elephant delivers, what will it deliver? What will it deliver? Uh, okay. Okay. You, let's put that. Put, let's put that one aside. In the church, there are many jobs. For instance, when we came into the church today, we didn't have to go and fetch our own chair. Somebody had done it for us. Somebody had cleaned it for us. Somebody had swept this place for us. Hallelujah. Amen. When we came in, we met some very nice singers. And they were singing for us. And leading us in song. Many people would say that that is their fruit. That's why I asked you, Tomato, if you plant, what do you get? because if you say that the work the other physical works you are doing is your fruit then you are saying that as an asha your fruit is a broom is it possible is it possible is it possible no no the things we do in the house of God they are our service to God and they are honorable things to do and in Revelation chapter 2 when he's commending the churches he says and I see your service it is also commended and if you didn't do it the church will, it won't even work properly but it is not your fruit. It is not your fruit. Why? Because if you say as a human being, 
your fruit can only be something concerning another human being. If you say, we pay, we pay, Please, are we agreed? If not, we can also check the, 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 the work of Jesus. Jesus came. What did he say? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Is it human beings? Oh, please, is it human beings' work? Okay. Then he goes on to say, he has been sent to bind up the broken-hearted. Is it not also human beings? Okay. Then he also goes on to say to release the captives. Also human beings. Hey, are we there or not? They said the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Is it not also human beings? Our fruit is what we have done concerning another person and the kingdom of God. The person who is in church because of you. The person you shared the gospel with who gave their life to Christ, who is in church today, that's your fruit. Sometimes you even share the gospel, they don't come, but you have done your part. Your fruit is that person who had who was now weak and wanted to leave, but because of you, they have stayed in Christ. That's your your fruit is that one who was in some kind of bondage and through your prayers the person is now free that is your fruit hey. so let us now read our scripture again Every branch <laughs> that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. My question to you tonight Where is your fruit? How much is your fruit? Do you have any fruit? Or you thought it was for somebody else. That's why I started by saying that when pastor says he's going to have a crusade, you say that, oh, singers will go, uh, instrumentalists will go, ashes will go, but me, dear, oh, I don't need it. Tonight, I came to tell you that it is your business and it is my business. Hallelujah. Amen. Winning of souls is our business. As individuals and also as part of the body of Christ. It is an unpleasant truth, but it is true. So let us look for other scriptures. Luke chapter 3 and verse 9. 
And now the axe is laid to the root of the tree. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is cast down and is hewn down and cast into the fire. The same thing again. If we are going to take, we cannot just take one scripture and build on it. We must look for other scriptures that are also saying the same thing. And here is the scripture saying exactly the same thing. And it's saying that if we do not bear fruit, we are taken away. Hey. Hey, are you in the church? Are you beginning to think? From January, we are now almost at the end of August. How much fruit do you have? How many people have come to the Lord through you this year? How many have been encouraged in their walk with the Lord? Please tell your neighbor it's a very serious question. It's a very, very serious question. There's yet another scripture. In Luke chapter 13. You see, I wish that I was coming to just do a convention with you. Then we'll all be shouting here. You say, oh, me, Riso, I'm happy I'm receiving. There's time for that. But tonight is not that time. <laughs> tonight is serious business. And if you are a pastor here and you came alone, no, you have done yourself. Because we are here for these three days to make sure that it's not only pastor but you and your members who are working to bring in the souls. And that is why our theme is evangelism and church growth. Are you in the house tonight? You may be an instrumentalist, but you must also have fruit. A singer, but you also have fruit. And that is how the church grows. Hey. Hey. I'm talking to somebody tonight. I'm talking to somebody tonight. You cannot leave your house after these three days. You cannot leave your house to go to church and just you. Tell me, but that this Ankunam thing we have stopped here, Amen. And now you have to stop quarreling with your neighbor in the house because when you are going, it's your neighbor you want to invite to go with you. <laughs> and you have to stop quarreling at the work side because that's the person who you are going to be witnessing to. Hey, hey, Luke chapter 13. I'm reading from verse 6. 
A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he, he came and sought for fruit thereon and found none. Then he turned to the dresser of the vineyard. And he said, These three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and I find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground or why is it disturbing the ground? The gardener answered and said, Lord, let it alone for this year also. So let me dig it. I will dig around it and I will apply some down. And if it bears fruit, fine. And if not, after that, you can cut it down. All these scriptures are saying the same thing. But this one is adding something. It's saying that the Lord comes year by year to check. Hey, hey. please ask your neighbor. Okay, year 2020, year in count 2020, as I 2021, when he came, what did he come and find? How many souls, how many souls did he find around that you have brought? I want you to tell your neighbor I must ask God for mercy because I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm in trouble. Are you in the church tonight? We are in trouble. We have preached another gospel. We have spent time preaching about prosperity. We have spent time making you happy. Preaching happiness gospel. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hey. But this is also in the Bible. It's also in the Bible. Where is your fruit? And he says, if you don't have, you see, it's the same thing. He said, he was coming. He said, cut it, cut it. Then the pastor was begging, hold on, wait, let me try one more year. Let me try one more year. My prayer is that after this conference, you go back to your church and do the work that God has appointed for us to do. Amen. Amen. You see, he says he will cut us down. Do you know some of the misery that we see in the church is because Hello? When we look inside the church, we look outside the church, the same problems. 
Say a hair, I saw if you hear a bontia, Meanwhile, in Malachi 3:18, he says that he will make a difference between those who serve him and those who serve him not. How come when we look, it looks the same? The reason is that we are not bearing fruit. The reason is that we have lost our way. You are in the church. You started to work in the church. Oh, then after some time, you got annoyed. Because you thought you were singing the new for your for your pastor. No, you didn't know that it was part of your work and part of your bearing fruit. Hey. I'm talking to somebody this night. I said I'm talking to somebody tonight. It was part of your work. Let me show you another scripture. In Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. Take us to the NLT version. I want simple English. <laughs> Hello. I hope you are not annoyed with me for speaking the truth. Ephesians 4, look at something. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Gifts that Jesus has given to us. Why? Verse 12. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church. The body of but we have turned it upside down. We have come to sit down. And then we have left the work for Osofo to do. Do you know the part that's painful? When, when we finish the, doing the max, I feel almost my max. Almost my max. I say, oh, Osofo is preaching and saying, "Be sure, thirty percent, thirty percent." They preach, you know, a conform. A janim, a janim power name. What is it? It's your work. It is your work to do, but you are rather measuring us. And the reason is because as you are in the church, you are doing nothing. Yay. The church member is just sitting in the church. And that's why when the Lord met that tree that had no fruit, he said, why is it wasting the ground? Why is it disturbing the ground? Why are you just occupying the church? If you will not bear fruit, why are you just occupying and wasting the church? Yay. Jesus words. Amen. Amen. If only we can take the truth, if we can accept the truth. 
Each one of us is our responsibility. Somebody must be in the church because of us. Not because of your title. Your title or your post. No. no. As a branch belonging to Jesus, as a child of God, this is our work. I'm going to Mark chapter 11. And I'm reading from verse 12. In the morning they were coming from Bethany and he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came that perhaps he might find something on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For the time of the figs was not yet. And Jesus said to it, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Verse 20. And in the morning, the same Mark 11, verse 20. And in the morning as they passed, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter remembered and said, Master, the fig tree that you cursed is withered away. Now Peter Kai said, Yes, It's a very serious scripture. I used to wonder about this scripture. I didn't understand it. Because I was wondering if it was not the season for figs to grow, why was Jesus upset with the fig tree? Why? Because it was not as if it was the season and it had nothing, then I'll understand. But here is a case that is not the season. And it doesn't have, but yet Jesus was not happy with it. Then I began to understand something. I began to understand something. There are seasons in our lives. There are times when we are doing various things in life. But when the Lord has need of us, we cannot give him the excuse that it is not the season. Hey. You see, Nowadays Christianity, no. Christosuma say no. It's some soft Christianity. It is convenience Christianity. 
When we don't have anything again to do, then we will go. But as soon as there's something to do, as soon as there's something to do, everything comes before God. It is okay to go to a funeral when you have to go to the funeral. But if God has need of you at that time, then you, you, you have to do what God says. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I see a lot of ladies. I see a lot of women. We will, we will, we will serve God. We will sing for him. We will do different things. Then we have children. Every day. My children's. My children's. My children's. My children's. Because of their children's. I can't do all night. Because of the children's, I can't witness. Because of the children's, I cannot do anything for the Lord. Because of the children, I came to speak to somebody tonight. It's okay to look after your children, but when God has need of you, you pick up those children and you go, or you leave those children with somebody and you go. The convenience is too much. I said the convenience is too much. Unless when there's nothing to do, oh yes, we'll serve God. Hey. But Jesus looked at the fig tree. And the fig tree said to Jesus, it's not yet time for me to bear fruit. And Jesus looked at the fig tree and he cursed it. When they were coming back, the tree had withered. I came to tell somebody tonight, the reason your life is withering is because you have told God, I am busy. It's not time. There is a price to the gospel. There is a price to it. And we don't want to pay that price. Maybe you are here, your church has 20 people. For it to become a hundred people, there is a price. Oh, yeah. But nowadays, Christians, we don't want to pay that price. I'm talking to somebody tonight. Because I know that there are other people who should have been here tonight. But they looked at oh, Wednesday. I'm tired. God himself, God knows that the day has been difficult. Have you noticed? Small, small church night life is finishing. It's finishing. It's only Sunday that's working. 
Because of the convenience. Because When you say all night, if it is not an all night to pray about your money or to pray about the witches in your house, you won't come. It is as though God has made the mistake. Many pastors' hearts are broken. They have prayed for you to get a job. Now that you have got the job, I, I, because hey. Hey. Jesus looked at the fig tree. And the fig tree was withered. Let me tell you something. If we don't pay the price he asked for, we will wither we will wither today the church is full of people who used to pray but who cannot pray anymore I don't know if I'm the only person who has noticed that the prayer that we used to do we are not seeing it anymore there was a kind of prayer a kind of prayer we don't see it anymore even when you say come and pray hey hey we don't want to sweat for the Lord we don't want to sweat for the Lord. We don't want to be tired for the Lord. We don't want to pay the price. But we want the fruit and we want the sweetness. I came to tell you, churches in the you want to see the blessing of God. You want to see the growth in the church. You want to thrive in your life. Rise up and do the work he asked you to do. God has blessed you with one child. Put the child on your back and go evangelize. I'm talking to somebody tonight. Oh yeah. Yes. One of my favorite pictures is of a young lady, one of our young missionaries. She had a church and she had two children. And in that picture, she's standing and she's preaching in a town in Malawi with her baby on her back. And when she sent me the picture, I said, girl, keep going. Keep going. Today, she's a lady bishop in the church. Oh, yeah. I'm talking to somebody. There is a price to pay. There is a price to pay. And we are still paying. <laughs> it will continue. Ask your neighbor, are you ready for the price? Then tell him about you cannot say it's not my time. This is the time. The time, is the time. This is the time. 
I said, this is the time. It is time for us to take our own time, our own money, our own energy, and go and look for souls and bring them. I'm talking to somebody tonight. Go wherever you will find them. I said, go wherever you will find them. I want to talk to parents in the church. Some of you have become the stumbling block, the reason why your children cannot serve God. Please be careful before God removes you from the place. Hey! Hey! I don't know why I'm saying this one. It's not inside my notes. Amen. Amen. I have three sons. I took them to prayer meetings with me. Yeah. Our eldest son, he started praying in tongues when he was four years old. Because when he's in the house, his father will be praying, walking about and praying. And as a small boy, daddy is praying. He's also walking with the father. So one day his father stopped and asked him, do you want to receive the Holy Spirit? He said, yes. Do you want to pray in tongues? I said, yes. He laid hands on him at the age of four. He was praying in tongues. Amen. All night, we'll carry them to the all night. You say you won't bring your child to the all night now. Mosquitoes will bite them. I don't know whether the mosquitoes, they have all come to visit the church and they have left your house. Maybe what you don't know is that the mosquitoes are also in your house. There are no mosquitoes in your house. Let me tell you a secret, eh? When you leave your children in the house, they go onto the TV or they go onto the phone and they watch what you don't know they are watching. Hey! I'm talking to somebody, yo. You say because of the children. They are into things. Why not bring them into God? Hallelujah. Amen. It will be their protection in future. The Bible says teach them the way they should go. When they are old, they will not depart from it. Amen. Amen. And when they come to church, sometimes they'll be sleepy. Let them sleep. No problem. They are sleeping in the house of God. So that you can do the work of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. Let us continue a little. Our time is already fast spent. I will just... <laughs> Amen. In fact, let me give you one more scripture before we move yeah, on. First Corinthians chapter 7. Verse 29. All that I've been sharing with you, it's here. This I say, brethren, 
The time is short. It remained that both they that have wives be as though they had not. They that weep as though they wept not. And he says that those who have wives, now is the time to live as if you don't have a wife. This preaching, can we say it? (laughs) I said, This preaching, can I say? Can we say it? Should be talking in the house. Today is Sunday. Only Sunday that you have for me and the children. But the Bible says, as if you have no wife. Hey, hey. If you have a wife in the house, it's your you to release him, let him go. I said, you to release him. Because you see, when we start to think about, oh, I'll miss him, he has to do this for me, we become a stumbling block. Amen. Amen. They that weep as if they weep not. You see, all this is coming back to our excuses, so. Do you know how many times your pastor is standing there praying that he will finish preaching before his stomach will do another? I'm asking you a question. It says those who weep as if they weep not. Do you know the number of times we have to dry our eyes as if nothing is happening? We have to dry our eyes. You are weeping, but you dry it like nothing is happening. Why? Because the time is short. Are you in the church today? You know... We need to read the times well. This year, I know of two men of God who really love the Lord and their deaths have made, has made me think a lot. Because it has made me see that the time is short. One of them was in his 50s. And he went with his wife to Accra saying that, oh, I just, I'm going to see a doctor. 
to check up one or two things. His wife told me they arrived there. They got to the hospital. He sat down. He put his bag down. They had not yet seen the doctor. He had a favorite way of sitting. He would cross his legs. So he said, he crossed his legs. He went home. He went home. She said, ah. So she goes, is that, is that how to go? Are you in the church? Another one was just this Sunday to Monday. Last week, Wednesday, we asked, he was asked to go and represent some people somewhere. He went and preached. So he was not sick. A bit older, but still very strong. Very strong. He went to preach, he came back. A friend was talking to him on Saturday. He said, oh, let's go and do this thing on Sunday. He said, oh, I'm a little tired. I think I want to rest, so I will not join you. It was not any, nothing. 5 a.m. Monday morning. He has gone. Just okay. like these are two active people working for the Lord. I say, Lord, what is that? It's a sign. It's a sign. The Bible says Jesus coming will be like a thief. Okay. No announcement. No announcement. Tell your neighbor we have a short time. A short time. As we have checked our soul bank. No souls 2022. 21. No souls 2022. In 2023, we better wake up and do some serious Amen. 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 We are still reading the Bible. Ask your Bible, your neighbor, are you reading the Bible? I want us to continue reading John chapter 15. All this is in verse 2. But please give me a simpler version. Let me see. What does the NLT say? Good. Because he uses a different word from King James, implying the same thing but slightly different. Let's read the King James first. John 12, 2. Let's go to King James. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it that it may bring forth more fruit. Uh-huh. Please go back to the King, King James. So I went, no, I don't know what you he, he purges it. You see, the second half. Every branch uh-huh. that bears fruit, he purges uh-huh. it. Pruning. Purge, Debbie. Uh-huh, that's pruning. What your guy is pruning. But purging. Wouldn't need the word purging. What who said purging? No. Purging, no. 
So for, sorry for using this example, but what who bentwa? That's a page. You see, you 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 That's a page. Then he quotes. You see, that's a little different from the prune. I don't know how you explain it. Because that's the difference between the two. Please just stay with the scripture. So this one says he purges it. The other one explains it that he prunes it. Thank you. And Sana, the New Living Translation, no, that says he prunes it. Everyone that bears fruit, he prunes that you bear more fruit. Okay. Until today, we'll only talk about the pruning, the one that the church we'll talk about that one. Tomorrow, we'll talk about the pageant. Now, when you are pruning, the scripture is saying that so when you bear fruit for the Lord, in order for you to bear more fruit, He prunes, He cuts away. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, uh, some of us are already bearing fruit, and the Lord wants us to bear more fruit. And to do that, He is cutting off some things. And there are also some things you yourself can cut off that will help you. Let us go to Psalm 1 and verse 1. Three things that you can remove from your life yourself. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor stand in the way of sinners nor sit in the seat of the scornful. So the first one is the counsel of the ungodly. And you need to ask yourself, who is advising you? Who is advising you? We find these days that many Christians are advised by social media. And even though social media may have some good things in it, social media may have some good things. And, and I mean, some churches, I mean, we preach on it, and those are good things. But we must also be aware 
that it is also a place where a lot of mad people can come and speak freely. Before, the, before social media came, such people may not have had a place to go and air their views. But now, since anybody can go on and say anything, Everybody is talking. And sometimes, without knowing, we absorb the counsel of the ungodly. For instance, there are people who no longer tithe. They don't pay tithe anymore. Uh-huh. But for many, they used to tie before. But when they started to read all the things that people were putting, that now counseled them. Uh-huh. And so now you have put the word of God aside. And you are being counseled by people whose Christian stand cry you don't even know. And many who are even speaking are not even believers at all. Many don't even go to church at all. Amen. Amen. You see, if you take hot water, and it's very hot. But you keep on adding drops of cold water. It will eventually become lukewarm water. And this is what has happened to many. Yeah. You were hot before. But as you received a certain kind of counsel, another one is when they say, oh, prayer is a waste of time. That lazy people are the ones who just pray. Cold water. Before you are aware, it has cooled you down. It has given you ungodly counsel. I need to say to you that ungodly counsel can also come from somebody in church. One of the saddest stories in the Bible is in 1 Kings chapter 13. Thirteen. A young prophet who was sent to give a word to the king. And the, he was told, the Lord told him, don't stay there. Don't eat bread in Bethel. Do not eat there. 
This was the word of God to him. Don't eat in Bethel. Don't drink in Bethel. I mean, he could have even just exited and just gone out of the town and that. But in Bethel, don't do. Then an old prophet came to him. He was a prophet. The Bible says he was a prophet. And the guy came to him and said, Oh, come and eat with me. And he told him, Oh, God says I should not eat bread in Bethel. God has also spoken to me. God has also spoken to me. And he says, I should bring you. Rev, you're welcome. <laughs> he says, I should bring you back. And he followed him. And what happened? He was killed. So sometimes the ungodly counsel is coming from inside the church. And so to be a fruitful vine, some of the things you yourself can cut off. Yeah, you yourself can cut off. If you are somebody who uses social media, and follow all the people who are bringing in a certain kind of just, just, yeah, and follow them. Just cancel and follow and follow and follow. No, you should, and follow it. Uh, yeah, and you see, when you follow, it comes up on your page. And follow so it will no longer come. Yeah. So throw it off. And rather put churches on. Yeah, put churches on. And see what different churches are doing, you'll feel encouraged. The friend who is advising about your marriage and it is getting worse. Cut. Hey. It's a cut. <laughs> Cut. Just cut it yourself. Because you can tell that it is spoiling things for you. Hallelujah. Amen. So the advice, we are talking about the things you can cut off yourself. The next one is says that we should not walk in the way of sinners in the way of sinners in other words the way unbelievers do their things that's not what we should do the way they behave when people who are not following Christ are coming to church how do they come when it's even a wedding how do they come don't, don't they wait until the last few minutes then they arrive in time for pictures <laughs> so how come now also a Christian you are doing the same thing Sunday you are also coming to church like that hey, hey. church starts at 9 o'clock 
are coming at 11. You are like an unbeliever. You dress like an unbeliever. Hey, When we talk, you get annoyed. Hey, the church has become very quiet. Oh, she said I said Hey. Are you there? Sometimes when we, we can't be sure. You say you are doing makeup, but the thing you have done is not makeup, it's paint. It's a paint. <laughs> hey. So is very serious. One time I was going to a wedding. Somebody, one of my members was getting married. And so we went to the girls' church. And there were some young ladies in my church who were part of, you know, this bridal party. Yeah. And I remember two of them in particular, two very pretty girls. And I remember when I walked, I couldn't see them. So I was wondering, uh, what happened? Did they not take part again? <laughs> so I went to sit down. <laughs> I was going to preach and uh, I sat down to wait. So somebody brought me water. And I asked her, and I said, ah, these my two girls was there a problem so they didn't come again or what? Oh, mommy, you didn't see them. They are there. They are there. My two beautiful girls had been changed into two ugly girls. Ah. Oh. They were there, but the paint had removed all the beauty. Oh. <laughs> hey. hey. I'm just talking about the way of the ungodly. Hallelujah. Amen. If we can remove these things from our lives, we will so go to the next level. Yeah. We'll go to the next level. I said, we'll go to the next Me level. Yeah. If you are able to prune them out of your life, you go Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I said, hallelujah. Amen. Then it goes on to say, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Nowadays, we are seeing the scorn. We can see that the fear of God is gone. And we can see that people, even the way people speak, there is no respect for anything of God. And if you have that in your life, you need to cut it off. And sometimes it is painful. One of my favorite aunt, aunties. One of my favorite aunties. 
I mean, she was somebody I liked so much. But when I gave my life to Christ and I became a pastor, every time I was at her place, she would begin the way that she started to talk. I had no option but to just move away. Yeah. I mean, fortunately, yeah, fortunately, we are not even in the same town. But the way we, our relationship was, it was such that even from a different town, I would have gone to visit her and all that. But, yeah, I would, yeah, but because of the, I realized this, this talking is not... One time we even met at a place and she said, hey, it's a long time now. You don't visit me anymore. I just said, oh, auntie. Because oh, auntie. Oh, oh, mm, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say anything. No. <laughs> I know the reason why. But I'm just saying this to say that there doesn't need to be a quarrel. It's not a quarrel. But you just change it so that. You can feel free to grow. You can feel free to move on. Hallelujah. Amen. Any branch in me that does not not bear fruit, he cuts away. And he prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit. To make it bear, bear more and richer richer and more excellent fruit. Hallelujah. Amen. Tonight I want us to I want to end at this point. Tomorrow we will continue. We have two more days to go. I want you to begin to practice what you have heard. Maybe you came tonight because in the night there's no work. Tomorrow morning, try and take permission from your website. Coming early, we'll try and do something in the morning, and then we'll be here again tomorrow night. My prayer is that by the time we are ending on Friday, you are hot and ready to win souls and to make sure that. There's a different story about you. Tonight, I want us to just pray for a few minutes. You alone know what the Lord can see when He comes looking for fruit around you. If you know that you have no fruit, I want you to talk to Him. And say, Lord, give me another chance. And if you are bearing some fruit, but you want to bear more fruit, then you want to say to him, then you want to say to him, Lord, show me what to prune, what to cut off, so that I can bear more fruit. Lift up your voice and pray tonight. 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 Marando lobosi matayanda, munda la baba sikite yanda ya. Oh, lift up your voice tonight. Mashanda la baba yanda la baba. Mendo lobosi ndene bere yanda la baba. 
Oh Lord, forgive us, Lord. We have not borne fruit as we ought, oh God. Forgive us. Ah, lift your voice up to heaven tonight. No matter who you are, there's a soul near you, around you, beside you. There's somebody, there's somebody who you can bring to the Lord. Lift up your voice. Maybe you used to bear fruit many years ago, but of late, there's nothing. You want to say, Lord, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Forgive me, Lord. I have not seen it, but I'm coming back. Lift your voice up and pray. Lift your voice up and pray. Rabba Basson de Something 
make a change in our lives and let it start from the inside oh touch us tonight with your spirit let your word not fall to the ground oh God but let it make a change in us this I ask in Jesus name amen and amen. amen God bless you take amen. your seat we'll continue in the morning God bless you thank you so much